Chapter Six of the Magic Mimics in Oz by Jack Snow. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Six: Dorothy and the Wizard Speak Strangely. Whoo! Puffed the Scarecrow. Whoosh! Gasped the Patchwork Girl. Colliding suddenly as they met headlong at a sharp turn in the garden path both the scarecrow and the patchwork girl tumbled in a heap on the garden walk a moment later they had risen to sitting positions and were regarding each other comically the patchwork girl was a sorry sight the high-grade cotton in her patchwork or crazy quilt body was bunched together in all the wrong places after running and dancing a great deal that morning as she always did the patchwork girl's body had sagged and she had grown dumpy in appearance when this happened she always lay down and rolled about until she had resumed her original plump shape now after her abrupt meeting with the scarecrow her figure was in bad need of attention the pointed toes of the red leather shoes sewn on her feet stood straight up her fingers, carefully formed and fitted with gold plates for fingernails, dug into the path on which she sat. Her shock of brown yarn hair hung down over her suspender button eyes and over her ears, which were made of thin plates of gold. Between the two rows of pearls sewn in her mouth for teeth, her scarlet plush tongue stuck out impudently at the scarecrow. The patchwork girl's brains were slightly mixed, containing among other qualities a dash of posy which accounted for her habit of breaking into rhymes and jingles when it was least expected now she was too surprised to speak she had been brought to life in the first place by a magic powder and since she was always jolly and good-natured the patchwork girl was a prime favorite among the oz folks nicknamed scraps the queer girl laughed at dignity and liked nothing better than to dance and sing it was impossible to be downcast for long in the company of this merry carefree creature why don't you look where you're going scraps said the scarecrow ruefully as he brushed his blue munchkin farmer trousers now that you mention it replied the patchwork girl reprovingly i don't have x-ray eyes so i couldn't see through to the other side of the hedge where i was going all right said the scarecrow as he rose to his feet please accept my humble apologies the straw man had gallantly assisted the patchwork girl to stand there's no harm done the spill was as much my fault as it was yours i was thinking so deeply that i didn't see you what were you thinking about asked scraps dorothy replied the scarecrow with a sigh ah tell me scraps have you seen her today not once answered the patchwork girl combing her yarn hair with her fingers until a few minutes ago i've spent the entire day with aunt em who sewed tight some of my stitches that were coming loose sewed on my eyes with new thread so i wouldn't lose em and sewed on a new pair of red shoes as i'd worn holes in my old ones now i'm as good as new well replied the scarecrow with his broad smile 
That may be true, but I'd say, no matter in how good condition you are, you're always just so-so. The smile quickly faded from the straw man's painted face as he continued seriously. Scraps, I'm worried about Dorothy. Don't worry about Dorothy. She's able to take care of herself, said practical Scraps. You don't understand, explained the scarecrow. You see, yesterday after Ozma and Glinda left for the forest of Burzee, Dorothy asked me to help her plan a banquet to celebrate their return. Dorothy wanted me to think up some ideas for the entertainment to accompany the dinner. I agreed to set my famous brains to work on the problem and spent all last night in deep thought. This morning, bright and early, I rushed to Dorothy and started to tell her the ideas I had. You can imagine my surprise when Dorothy stared at me as though she hadn't the faintest idea what I was talking about, and then turned and walked away from me. The scarecrow paused, his brow wrinkled with perplexity. I don't understand it, he continued. It isn't like our sweet little Dorothy to be rude or absent-minded. She and the wizard have been in Ozma's chamber of magic all day, and I tried twice to see her, but each time she said she couldn't be disturbed. Come to think of it, replied Scraps quickly. Aunt Em remarked that she couldn't understand why Dorothy hadn't been in to see her. Dorothy always visits her Aunt Em and Uncle Henry at least once a day, but maybe she's busy ruling while Ozma's away. This explanation failed to satisfy the Scarecrow. He was gazing in the distance down the garden path. Isn't that Trot and Cap'n Bill sitting on that bench over there? Whoop-dee-doodle-hoo, Cap'n Bill and Trot, it's as like as not, sang the patchwork girl, turning a handspring and dancing toward the bench. The Scarecrow followed, and he and Scraps were warmly greeted by little Trot and old Cap'n Bill. The Scarecrow repeated his story of the strange manner in which Dorothy had been acting, but neither Trot nor Cap'n Bill had seen Dorothy that day. The old sailor was silent for a moment, considering. Then he said, "'You know, it's funny. I was telling Trot only a minute ago that the wizard had me puzzled by the curious way he was behaving.' "'What do you mean?' asked the Scarecrow. "'Well,' went on Cap'n Bill, "'for some time past I've been working on a boat for Ozma and her friends,' so they could go sailing on the lake just outside the Emerald City. I had everything I needed, except for some tools, so the wizard lent me some of his that get the work done extra fast, cause they're magic tools. The boat's nearly finished, a handsome craft if I do say so myself. All she needs to make her trim is a coat of paint. I thought it would be nice to have her finished as a sort of surprise for Ozma when she returns from this here fairy conclave. So I asked the wizard to lend me his magic paint bucket and brush. The bucket always stays full, no matter how much paint you use from it, and the brush paints any color you want from the same bucket of paint. Well, the wizard just gave me a funny sort of look and walked away, mumbling something about being busy and having something important to do. Tain't like the wizard at all. Something ailing him. 
concluded Captain Bill, wagging his grizzled head. Then it's the same thing that's ailing Dorothy, remarked the Scarecrow, sagely. The four old friends were silent, each turning over the problem in his own mind. The bench on which Trot and Captain Bill were sitting was in front of a high hedge, so high that none of them could see over it. On the other side of the thick hedge ran another garden path. Suddenly they heard footsteps, as if several people were hurrying down the garden path, which was hidden from their view. While they listened, wondering who it could be, the footsteps halted just opposite them on the other side of the hedge. Before they could call out a greeting, they recognized the voice of the wizard, saying, "'We can talk here. There's no one about. Now tell me, why are we wasting time in the garden?' "'Because,' it was the voice of Dorothy replying, "'it would look suspicious if we did not leave the Chamber of Magic occasionally.' "'Have you found the spell yet?' asked the wizard's voice. "'Not yet,' replied Dorothy's voice. "'I've been through only half of Ozma's magic record books. "'Give me time. It's there, and I'll find it.' "'Time,' replied the wizard's voice, raised in excitement. "'We have no time to lose. "'Do you realize that Ozma and Glinda will be back in a day and a half? "'We must find the spell before then "'if we don't want Ozma to wreck our plans "'and rob us of the chance we have waited for.' "'Never fear,' asserted Dorothy's voice. I'll find the spell long before Ozma and Glenda return. We'll be ready for those two when they do come back. Gradually the voices subsided, as the two walked slowly down the garden path toward the royal palace. On the other side of the hedge, Trot, Captain Bill, Scraps, and the Scarecrow stared at one another in bewilderment. What could this mean? It was incredible that Dorothy and the wizard could be plotting against their dearest friends, Ozma and Glinda. End of chapter 6